Bob Nastanovich in Des Moines. I'm Mike Hogan in Portland. And here we are doing another episode where you bring three songs and I bring three songs. That's the typical game plan here. We're, we're doing it. That is. That is. For lack, um, lack of a better way of putting it old school on the three are. songs pod tonight. That's right. No guests. Uh, yeah. and, and No confusion. I mean, unless, unless we pivot, as we sometimes do on the show. No. Uh, oh, I'm Lord. not planning on playing any more than just three songs, one from each of the three artists that I'm I'm bringing tonight. So, well, I'm definitely doing that. Cool. Doing the same. Cool. The original format. The original format. The old school format. And yeah. uh, I should pause and say, um, so as an addendum to last show when we were talking about the buzz, the little audio hiss high frequency hiss in the background i got the um new power supply it didn't yes. it didn't make a difference um yeah here and i was wondering if i um officially had tinnitus um but i'm relieved to hear that the hiss is still there the hiss is still there um that's cool cool i think it's the usb cable so i've now ordered because it's not the power supply so i'm getting a replacement usb cable however I'm also going to try and fuck around a little bit with the noise removal tools uh, in some of the audio, audio editing software. So, uh, I think the thing that people complain most about when it comes to the uh, program would be um, my booming voice um, t- talking way too loud. So I'm going to try. <laughs> I'll try to tone it down. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I deliberately because you're you're coming through Skype and I'm coming through. Uh, an actual microphone straight into my computer. Uh, I deliberately turn my mic lower than yours. Um, uh, so. well, you shouldn't do that because my voice is twice as loud as yours. <laughs> Although you have a nice, clear voice. Okay. Well, anyway, the long story short is, even though we have not fixed the buzz, uh, the listeners the buzz may is not cool, hear dude. It. They may not hear it in the episode, depending upon how successful this noise removal shit is. So. There you go. That's I don't. I think we're cool, Mike. You know, just like you know, I think the buzz has like a nice, you know, vibe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're kind, Bob. Yeah. You're kind. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I will start it off tonight, and I'm going to play. <laughs> you mentioned old school. Um, it's hard to get much more old school than this first artist that I'm going to play, who originally, I think, his first release you wouldn't even call it an album there's all 10 inches back then his first release was in 1926 uh talking about the legendary guitar blues man named blind blake or went by blind blake his given name was arthur blake uh and um you know he died i think he died relatively young 
recorded in the tw- late 20s, early 30s, and died in 1934. So um, there's there's a finite amount of music out there by him. And uh, I wanted to play one tonight. I'm going to um, play a song. I don't know how much you know about him. Uh, Not a whole lot. I've heard the name. Cool. Um, he was blind. He was blind, like yeah. many of the old blues men. Blind Lemon Jefferson, Blind... Um, blind Willie somebody? Blind Willie Johnson. Yeah, Blind yeah. Willie Johnson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to play I'm gonna play the song. Not to be confused with Painted Willie. That's true. Um, this song is called Diddy Wah Diddy. And Bob, I'm going to ask you, do you know what Diddy Wah Diddy means? No, but I've heard it a lot. Okay, well, well neither does Blind Blake. So here you go. Oh, okay, we'll find out, yeah. <laughs> There's a great big mystery, and it sure is worrying me. This Diddy War Diddy, this Diddy War Diddy. I wish somebody would tell me what Diddy War Diddy means. A little girl about four feet four. Come on, pop in, give me some more of your Diddy War Diddy. Your Diddy War Diddy. I wish somebody would tell me what Diddy War Diddy mean. I went out and walked around. Somebody yelled, say, look who's in town. Mr. Diddy War Diddy. Mr. Diddy War Diddy. I wish somebody would tell me what Diddy War Diddy mean. Tell me what did he what did it Diddy means? I still don't. <laughs> neither, neither do I, but apparently Blind yeah. Blake 
talks about it so much that he got kicked out of church. Yeah, I wonder if it, like, um, I wonder what, I'm sure you could, like, dig through the internet and find out what it actually did mean, but it does appear in a lot of <laughs> blues music, doesn't it? You know, it's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you think it's dirty? Like, um, it's probably, it's probably something to do with sex, right? I yeah, I guess I'm not so. even gonna, yeah. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna Google it. I'm just gonna let the mystery be. Yeah, I don't, you know, who knows when the last time we diddy what diddy. <laughs> um, a mysterious character, you know, like is one of those guys. The actual birthplace is unknown. There's one known photograph of him. It's a very handsome picture. He's a handsome gentleman. It's a beautiful picture, actually. And um, but he is interesting life because his origins are either in Newport News, which is you know tidewater region of Virginia. Um, east coast of Virginia, where he could have been from Jacksonville. Apparently, he spent a lot of time in Georgia, um, you know, kind of in the Sea Islands part of Georgia. And then, like, but, but then, despite his life being rather short, he ends up all the way out in Milwaukee <laughs> at the end. So, like, a well traveled <laughs> individual. I wonder how he got around. Yeah, That's what I always wonder. Like, yeah, um, was it. I mean, I just I, like I just always wonder, like when we play these artists from, you know, the pre nineteen forties, um, and he obviously wasn't a wealthy man. He did have several recordings on Paramount Records, but like, how did these? But did they get around in buses? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Brains, I imagine. I mean, sure. I, it's just yeah, just one of those like mysteries to me. Like we we see this like constant movement from. You know, misses the deep south to Chicago, New York, um, various parts of the Midwest, you know, occasionally to California. Um, they moved around a lot. I'm sure a lot of them were somehow touring. But, of course, when we think of touring bands, we think of, like, people climbing in a van or some other large vehicle and throwing all their stuff in. So it's a very, like... 70s 80s 90s and beyond way to think about music like mm -hmm. i'm sure mm -hmm. now that acts are back out there on the road they're doing touring the way that we know most familiarly you know um it just always intrigues me when you read about these these people from way back then like how the hell they got it must have been really arduous and then they sure had to either record or i'm sure play a lot of live shows yeah. and in the course of in the case of blind blake he was blind too i mean right, right. yeah that couldn't have good helped point. i mean <laughs> good point i mean it's just, it just blows my mind like he had to have had like somebody who helped him a mm -hmm. bit you'd think i mean but anyways very interesting um it's just so clear and simple and just a beautiful song. Yeah, and I love his guitar playing. His finger yeah. picking, you know, is I think very influential on a lot of the later players. You know, uh, Reverend Gary Davis and even people like John Fahey, certainly. Uh, yeah, I know those guys. They influenced thousands of people, like yeah. uh, people that are you know around at the same time, and then their influence is carried all the way. Or, yeah. You know, obviously through Memphis blues and Delta blues. His genre is actually called Piedmont blues, which to me suggests a lot of Virginia, North Carolina action. Hmm. Um, just an interesting character. Anyways, um, 
That was cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm going to actually play a band that was named after a John Lee Hooker record. Uh-huh, I yes. believe a John Lee Hooker record from 1971. Mm-hmm. And um, these are some some dudes. I'm kind of I apologize in advance. I'm kind of heavy on the dudage tonight. Lots of like all three all male bands, which um, is kind of interesting. Over the last couple of years, I feel like I've really been listening to um, music with at least a lot, a lot of female vocalists, and mm-hmm. um, it wasn't a conscious effort, but or maybe it was. I was like, you know, you know, what are the what are the dudes doing? Well, I know this lot, um, especially. Yes, Brecklow works, um, still works for Matador right. for years. He's from he's from Sweden and um, just a great guy, um, really close friend of all of ours, especially Stephen Malkmus and Mark Eibel, to a great Matador employee. Um, and um, it's an interesting band. Um, yes, person nickname in the band is the Governor. Um, the band's called Endless Boogie. Um, they started in 97. I think in some ways they were sort of like disgruntled or just like kind of bored with like the music that um, they were working hard on as um, in some cases, Matador employees are sort of close to that label and they just wanted to jam and they just like um, they wanted to play music that they loved, which was kind of like really sort of powerful 70s, 80s, like you know, rock for rock's sake, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I know they started in the late 90s. By the time they actually played their first gig, they were kind of famous during their early gigs for playing like one song, like one 45 minute song or something. Um, right. They would have played their first show opening for Steven in 2001. And um, kind of fortunately, they have developed a following over the years, mostly kind of through their relentless live performances and a lot of their songs are long because um, it's Endless Boogie. Sure. Um, so, so they truly <laughs> live up to the name. Um, in 2020, they released an album called Jerome, and this is the title track off of it. And on this one, they kind of supergrouped it in addition to Jesper, Paul, Harry the drummer, and Mark um, Razzo on, on bass. They added Stephen... Uh, Malkmus and Matt Sweeney, who seems to pop up everywhere. The guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, really nice, talented guy, amazing guitar player. And this is um, a release on the Wharfcat label, and it's the title track off their 2020 album, Jerome. Endless Big. It's not entirely.
doesn't oh matter. yeah oh yeah that was a weird like um kind of technically out thing on that endless boogie song dude <laughs> I will, I will edit that. Um, That'd be really cool if they actually did that, like that they just like turned on. Because like um, Endless Boogie, they don't come up for air very often. Okay, they're kind of renowned for their obviously relentless live show, which has kind of taken them to all corners of the planet. They do have a devoted worldwide following, which is sensational. And um, yes, Bray, I know he lives sort of in the middle. I talked to him um, a couple times. Um, in the last year on the Zoom, um, he's been working hard on the Terror Twilight um, Deluxe Edition. Mm-hmm. And um, he's uh, just a great guy. He lives in the middle of nowhere in Texas. Um, I think he just kind of wanders around, but um, great world traveler. But this band is, um, they've, they've, they're self-described as Kraut Southern Rock. Um, mm-hmm. I hear... Amongst their dozens of influences, because they are like rock and roll lovers, right? And um, what I hear is um, groundhogs, Mm -hmm. and I do hear um, canned heat, and obviously the Stooges. Um, But I think you know it's really interesting that a band that just started out they were bored at work just like jamming and then took it to the next level and started playing live and now like now now, now we're talking about 25 years of endless boogie um so i tip my cap to them for their devotion to the, their relentless sort of you know repetitive hard riff rock i mean yeah they don't mess around like have you ever seen them i've never seen them um yeah you won't get cheated i mean the thing is, you can go to the bathroom or you can go to the bar for a beer and like it's just going on the same way it was when you walked away. Like you did. You're not going to miss a song. <laughs> uh, they're yeah, intense. I know. I know some of the records. I haven't heard that new one, though. Um, that was. Yeah, I, I tend to think of them as, uh, like you said, longer songs, kind of more jam rock. That was like fist pumping rock yeah that was like you know keep in mind like you know play endless boogie i'm not going to play an 11 minute song which i think is about average <laughs> right um It'd be okay you know, did, though you know i mean we could do i thought about like choosing you know one or two from a decade ago and and um you know maybe the end, ending the show with it and but then i was like oh, i'll play the hit this is like the most recent hit jerome so if they've if they've actually had one song that's a hit sure um but you know again a band that has a really cool kind of culty following um you know people that follow them around that just dig their jams yeah that's what it's all about you know they're like dudes our age for sure and they or actually maybe in some cases a little bit older and they just they're they're up there to play rock for rock and roll's sake and not bs around with any or worry about anything else. You know, they don't worry about how they look or anything. I think they worry about how their um, amps sound, um, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. But like, uh, they can pull it off. They're the kind of band that can show up and go up. You know, yeah. um, they could get there three minutes before the gig starts after, you know, changing two tires on the highway and, and still be endless boogie. <laughs> 
Which, as far as I know, doesn't happen. I've never seen their tour vehicle. Though. Right, um, right. Fair yeah. enough. Well, th- well, thank you for reminding me of their existence, because, like I said, they're a band that I know, but I haven't heard anything recent, so. I think it would be really cool if some of these, like, really big Americana festivals, like the famous ones and the not-so-famous ones and the up-and-coming ones that, you know, pop up all over the country, um, you know, to throw Endless Boogie on there. Um just to like see who in those crowds actually just kind of digs the rock and roll music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Um, Cause you just see, I don't know. It's, it's rock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Long live rock. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, cool. I'm going to take, I'm going to change the mood a little bit. Uh, I'm going to take us back to the early seventies. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I, you know, I've essentially jumped forward forty some odd years uh, from my first song. Uh, I'm all recent tonight, dude. Yeah. You're world hopping. You're That's cool. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm bouncing hopping. all over the world, and I'm bouncing all through time and in space. Uh, and you're keeping it current, so appreciate that. But uh, this is this is a song from an album that came out in 1973. Uh, by the um, world-renowned Brazilian singer uh, named Gal Costa, uh, known for um, you know some c- collaborations with uh, Caetano Veloso, Gilberto Gil. Um, yeah, Legends of the Game. No- known for her hit "Baby," which has been covered by so many different artists. Um, but I wanted to play kind of a different one from the 1973 album called "India." And um, it's sort of surprising that we hadn't played anything from her yet. We we played. Yeah, I love Gal Costa. Yeah, she she did the A to the L to the C to the O to the S T A. The gal, the gal, the gal. The gal. Uh, so it's a Brazilian woman singing about India. That's right. And the, this this song is, I don't know how to pronounce it. I guess I don't know if it's relance R E L A N C E. Relance. Relance. But uh, here you go. It's a kind of a light tropical one. Um, very summer feel to this song. So cool. sit back, relax, enjoy. Gal Costa. <laughs> Thank you. 
There you go, Gal Costa. Who? Uh, oh, that's some sick boogie qualities <laughs> to it, right there. Yeah. I mean, whoever, the percussion man. The the and the producer was having a lot of fun with panning that percussion too. If you're listening, either oh. headphones or earbuds, or might have been him playing it. It could it could no, I, I don't I don't think so. The um and and that was a song. So that song was co-written by Catano Veloso, and yeah, her best friend. And best Gil- friend, like you know, Gilberto Gill uh, played yeah. the guitar, uh, the fantastic guitar. These are heavyweights. These are Brazilian heavyweights. Yes. Like Gal Costa herself is like she's the queen of of northeastern Brazilian pop. Salvador is yes. interesting. It's like it's a city that we hear nothing about in Brazil. Supposedly, it's a really lovely place. It's in northeast Brazil. It's um, it's a city of uh, I'd say four million people. I've never been. Um, I sure would like to go. Uh, it's um, it's actually the fourth largest city in Brazil. Do you know what the top three are, Mike? Here's a trivia question. For you. <laughs> oh boy, Bob, no. Should be easy. Should be uh, easy. Well, name the three Brazilian cities you've heard of. Um, Rio. Right, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Right. Yep. And the the cap. What's the capital of Brazil? Oh God, Bob, I don't know. Brasilia. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we got to get you down south. Man. Yeah, I've never. I've we never both need to go. We both need to like kind of cut out of our lives here. And just would it be weird if we just kind of chopped off the face of the map and like, you know, you were found somewhere in like, you know, in Montevideo, and I was like hanging in Buenos Aires, and like meet me in the Amazon, Bob. Yeah, well, you know, we don't want to venture too deep into the jungle, you know. Um, but uh, that would be fun. Yeah, um, I've only ever been to Sao Paulo in Brazil. And it was mad crazy. I was only there for a brief period of time for a concert in 2010. It was like, you know, it's 25 plus million people kind of place. Wow. Um, wow. And I've been in Mexico City, which is similar, but like, um, it's chaos. I mean, and obviously they've been having a really tough time. I don't know specifically what's been going on. And Brazil is definitely one of the countries that we know best, of course, that is in terms of the pandemic, which has had a real struggle. Um, apparently, some irresponsible government activities. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, Gal Costa is still going strong. She's, I think she's still performing. Yeah. Um, she's mid-70s, mm-hmm. um, obviously has an unbelievable voice, and uh, that was an excellent choice. Oh, thank you. Glad you liked it. Yeah, that. really. Well, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it just I mean, felt, I love that. Like, for a, a warm summer evening, it just felt like, uh, I don't know, something I had to play. So Yeah, it's beachy music, you know. Yeah, for beachy sure. Beachy bad. In fact, I, now I'm going to go far away with my next choice. Um I DJed um, last Saturday night live um, oh, in um, this wonderful club called Roz Talks in um, Rock Island, Illinois. It's one of the quad cities. And um, I wish I would have had some Gal Costa in my collection, in my crate. You know, it's one of those yeah. things you haven't DJed in a long time. Right. And so I brought like this crate and like... Um, then you, you know the smoke clears and they pull the plug on you at midnight because that's the rules and like you look at your crate and like you've only played like 40 percent of what you brought right. and they're like then you clean up your mess like after you've got it all in the crate and you're like oh i should have played this oh, i should you know <laughs> um 
So I contacted the guy Ben who runs at Rostock. You, you should check this place out. R O Z Z T O X. Um, okay. I know that you're not going to go anytime soon, but it's right up your alley. Like, if you were like designing a club, it would sort of have a look and a feel like this. Like, really lovely people. Everything makes sense. Like, you go to DJ and you're like, okay, well, do you need me to bring like my cartridges, like turntables, anything like that? He's like. He's like, no, Bob, we got you. We got everything covered. And you show up and like you basically are just putting a record on a turntable and going. You know, you don't have to set anything up. So it's absolutely brilliant. Um, And you don't get that very often. Okay. Um, Tip my cup to Rostox. Wish I would have had Gal Costa. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to go to (laughs) wish I'm going to get some. I'm going back. Okay. Bring some Gal next time. Going to bring some Gal for you. Okay. I'm going to go to Vancouver, and I'm going to play a band called Crack Cloud, which has only been around for a handful of years. It's five dudes. Um, Their first several records are um, self-released, and now they're on some label. I don't have it in front of me. Um, This one is actually on a compilation of their first two EPs, um, so you can buy it in one fell swoop on on vinyl. It's all in the discogs. Um, this is off their EP called Anchoring Point, and it's a really um, cool song that I really did called Philosopher's Calling by Crack Cloud from Vancouver, our first visit to Vancouver. Nice. Contact. Privilege for 
never mind We should do it all the time We should do it all the time There's a spasm, there's a twitch It's good for circulation Now please listen to my thesis It's my third reiteration And I wanna clarify That the sun is in the sky And the world is always round And the ions so profound I used to think that I'd never find closure But baby, that's before the amphetamine exposure Psychostimulation, what a privilege for the mind We should do it all the time, we should do it all the time Here's a spasm, there's a twitch, it's good for circulation Now please listen to my thesis, it's my third reiteration And I wanna clarify that the sun is in the sky And the world is always round, and I am so profound Um, Crack Cloud. Not something I would have expected was released so recently. Has, has... Yeah, no, especially from Vancouver. I was like, I listened to them for several months. I was sure they were English, you know. Yeah. Um, very. Particularly, nor- you know, Northern English, you know. Late 70s, early 80s, new wave vibe, dance. Yeah. Dance vibe. Mutant pop. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like. It's cool. Songs of the Free Era Gang of Four and like. Even like, you know, that that particular song, which is has a really cool keyboard action and it, it's pretty straightforward. I just like the way they um, the way they not only um, the way they present the vocals, I think it's really cool. Um, you can hear everything really well. The lyrics are pretty interesting and humorous. And um, to me, it's just like it's it's fun and it, it all works. And then like they're all their stuff is pretty good. And it's, again, it's limited, like, um, in terms of, there's not a whole lot of material that only have been around for a handful of years, but, um, I was actually very pleased, um, because I played a lot of shows in Vancouver and, and, um, I was very pleased to find out that they're from there because I never really, I don't, obviously we'd have to have our man, Dave, Dave on Dave Schoonerbeek. Um, I, we didn't really ask him about the Vancouver scene because, that I recall. Right. Um, but um, if they're part of it, I'm down with it. I, I dig the, I dig the crack cloud. Yeah. That, that's cool. It reminded me a little of Gary Newman or um, are you familiar with dark day? No. Dar- oh, maybe I should play dark day. I'll, I'll, I'll do it on a future show. Um, yeah. It would work quite well um, after that. Um, it's uh, Robin Crutchfield's band after dna the no wave um legendary no wave band uh in the after dna broke up he formed uh dark day and put out a number of albums and eps and uh it's kind of got that similar like mutant pop new wave dance vibe synthesized vibe to it so yeah, yeah and the ba- it just like the way they did the parts like those guys seem to have really good taste like it's minimal mm-hmm. but like um and you can hear everything loud and clear um but it's got edge yeah yeah totally. 
No, they're badass. Have you heard them before? I had not heard them before. So, oh no, they're right up your street. I cool. think you know, pretty confident. Dig it. Uh, I right. think you're gonna dig your brief exploration of Crack Cloud, Michael. Cool. Well, thank you, Robert. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. That. And, 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 uh, and it, um, Mike's Mike's gonna see his mom tomorrow for the first time in, in since the pandemic, and yeah. and she's coming into Portland. And and uh, what what's her name again? Diane. Diane. That's right. Yeah, Diane's uh, birthday is coming up, so happy birthday to Diane, the the mother of the great Mike Hogan. She's yeah. coming into town to celebrate her birthday, yep. see her grandkids and everything. It's going to be yeah. a great weekend for you. Yeah, should be fun. You know, yeah. long time yeah. coming for sure. You know, yeah. they they were. Well, I hadn't seen mine for a year and a half. It was a real thrill to see my mom. She's my best friend. So that's awesome. That's uh, yeah. So yeah, our our moms. I think we talked about them a little bit on the show. Our moms are yeah, so we, we got lucky in the mom department. Thank yeah. God, you know. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, I'm sure they. Well, who knows? You know, they. Sometimes they like, and well, I can't speak for your mother because I don't know her, but she's, you know, somewhat reluctantly, she says, "You're a good, you're a good, you're a good kid." <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank. Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah. You did all right. <laughs> um. All right, well, I'm going to play something kind of newish, at least much newer than either of the songs that I started with. Um, I'm play well, Lord, I mean, you played one from 1926 and one from 1973. That's so, right. Um, as like, you could do a whole music before. Actually, you're probably, you might have been born the day the Gal Costa the song was no, recorded. I was, I was a couple years old. Um, oh, okay, so yeah, you yeah. digging um, Gal, Gal in kindergarten. Right, exactly. Uh, preschool. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Belfast. I'm gonna play. Oh yes. I'm gonna play oh, yes. a band. Um, the leader of this band is named Neil Brogan, um, and they started in 2010. This the song I'm gonna play is actually a live version from BBC Radio, uh, recorded in Amsterdam in 2017. Uh, but it was it was actually a song that appeared on their first cassette, which is cassette only. I don't believe has ever been reissued. Edition of 100 tapes. It was the first song on their first tape, released in 2010. Uh, Do you have a way to listen to cassettes? No, I mean kind of. I have a cassette player that's not hooked up. I just have to hook it up. Okay, the thing is, I, I just like so I have all these cassettes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and I had that minivan for years, which had the incredible, you know, barely ran, but had the incredible combination of a cassette player and a CD player, <laughs> right. which was this weird era of cars between right. like 98 and 2003 that had the CD player and the cassette. You can't get that anymore. No, that's true. So, yeah, like you're Bluetooth only. And um, so I've got all these like, you know, very great. I'm very grateful that like a lot of kids send me cassettes and in some cases CDs and like. I bought the a new Noga Eras um, record, and like it came from Israel, and I couldn't. It came on CD, so I've got all this stuff. So I I made the big dip, and I got a forty dollar boombox that plays cassettes and CDs, plugs in. It came like awesome. five days ago. That's awesome. And so I plugged it in, forty bucks Sony or whatever, and I, I slap on the the Noga Eras CD. You know, cooking in the kitchen this afternoon, and it didn't play the CD. <laughs> it didn't play it. 
So now what do you do? Now just like you just eat the forty or like what happens? You know, right. like anyways. That's crazy. Maybe it's they actually, love you. Maybe it's actually a DVD. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one of those. Uh, it's uh, definitely not. Yeah, but like, I'm just teasing. And you. I haven't even thrown a cassette in there. God knows what'll do to a cassette. I got a uh, like a big basket of cassettes I got to listen to. Um, <laughs> well, good luck. You know, good luck. Um, I mean, there's just like eight zillion bands, and like, so I can, I can only listen to like eighty, right. and like, so much amazing stuff's on cassette. Like, you're gonna play a song that, that was originally released on cassette that that now. As far as you know, what's the name of the band? The band is called the it's called Sea Pinks. Sea uh, Pinks. They make records too. They do. They make records as well. So they their most recent LP came out in uh, 2018. Um, I think it's maybe self released. The label is CF Records. Um, and you well, know, they're not on Warfcat. They're not on Warfcat. Um, it's still available, and you can find copies. Um, either on their Bandcamp page uh, or on Discogs. And this song that I'm going to play, this version, this live version from this BBC Sessions, was uh, self-released by the band um, just on Discogs as a digital download only. So um, I'm going to interrupt you real quick if you don't mind. Please do. I, not that I don't interrupt you constantly, but... Um, <laughs> and you don't when ask you're in these usually. usually. Uh, I apologize. Um, it's okay. Ten tenfold. Um, always, if you're if you're see- seeking out things to buy, um, and this is no diss to Discogs. This is a fantastic source. Okay, sure. I go to Discogs when I can't get it on Bandcamp because if you're, if you're getting it on Bandcamp, you're getting it from either the band themselves and probably in this case, the band themselves or the small label that works hard for the band. So always try to buy. If you're buying a vinyl or a CD, always try to buy a band camp. And it's like hundred percent. If you can't get a band camp, then, then go to the Discogs Mm -hmm. route. Mm -hmm. So, right. And I say, and a lot of times, a lot of times you have to go to the Discogs route because it's like sold out on band camp or whatever. That's exactly right. And that's exactly what I was going to say. I say Discogs because their band camp, which you can, listen to and download the digital versions cpinks.bandcamp.com um all of their merchandise including they had a poster any other cds all their vinyl releases including seven inches all of them that are listed on bandcamp are all sold out so uh which is the dream because like here at Brooker step and at little brother i think we have have you sold out of anything uh, the John Fahey double seven inch I sold out. Oh yeah, well the home run hitter. Yeah, I've gotten close with the Nels. Yeah, because I know you have some Nels Klein trio records. I do. I have such. maybe out of a thousand, I have maybe about a hundred left. Um, well, you did pretty well with that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm low on the Holiday Sidewinder seven inch, the Piranorama seven inch, and the Sea Knight seven inch. Yeah. Well, you know, it only took me, what was it, 1996? So it only took me 25 years to, to, to sell 900 copies. Now, I've never released uh, any more than 500 copies of anything. I may not live long enough to sell out of any <laughs> records. Well, and I still keep putting out more. Yeah. I've got a new Lucy RNL EP in the pipeline, you know. Yeah. It's good. Do it. Love yeah. to hear it. So, All right, well, 
Uh, enough enough preamble let's play the sea pinks we, we talked this. a lot of, uh, and around a lot nice word use for a a song that is uh clocks in just under two minutes um, well, i sense that that's why i shouted away but it's this is this is a fun little one i think you'll see pinks from belfast yes it's the sea pinks uh from belfast um but they're pretty light and airy from being from a city that i would consider Somewhat, Quite heavy. Uh, heavy, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And this Been song, the song's called Japanese Not Weed Live from 2017. Here you go. My garden is a jungle. A glorious rock and tumble. Japanese Not Weed, I can't get over it. That's what I was going to say. Are you familiar with this one Twitter account called the Indie Pop Hall of Fame? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, follow that dude or okay. gal or whoever the hell it is. Okay. Um, it's pretty interesting what he's done. He's um, he. I don't. I think it's a he. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a he because I have corresponded with him a little bit. Um, he has this thing called the Indie Pop Hall of Fame where. And I don't know how he judges what he puts in his Hall of Fame, but he's created his own Hall of Fame, which Sea Pinks actually belong in. You should nominate Sea Pinks <laughs> okay. for the Indie Pop Hall of Fame because it's yeah. bands. It's essentially, at the end of the day, when the smoke clears, it's an Indie Pop Hall of Fame. So it's like relatively unknown bands that have made great Indie Pop. Okay. Yeah. And fit. so like um, um, Uzotra... Um, Heather Larimer's first band. Um, they're in the Indie Pop Hall of Fame. So she's from Omaha, and they put a plaque in some building where they used to play, or some famous venue in Omaha. Then, so I read I read about it like one afternoon, and I nominated Salako from Hall, who made the incredible album Musicality, and he never heard it before. And so I sent it sent him the links and stuff. So then he put Salako is like the 39th 
band in the Indie Pop Hall of Fame. So if you look at the roster, it's incredible. Like um, we could actually do a whole show, yeah. Indie Pop Hall of Fame bands that we haven't played, but like listening to that, they totally belong in the Indie Pop Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, and that's just the song. That's, that's off one two minute song. It, it one two minute song. <laughs> Is if that's the only. And who's song the band that... you played recently from Falmouth in England? Remember, you played a band yeah. from Falmouth, like in a recent episode. Holiday Ghosts, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they're totally in indie pop hall of fame. They might, hell, as far as I know, they might already be in. Mike agreed. Um, but that that uh, Sea Pink song is just like gets stuck in my head. You know. Oh, I can see that. Just... I see you've got like because you do have this like. Um, I'm gonna think for you now, which is rather rude. Um, <laughs> you do love the, you do love the. I think it comes from your beloved um, taste in New Zealand pop. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like you I just like hook. something about like when would you like, and this is rather personal, but like what which New Zealand band, it, you know. What really sort of kicked off your love of, of New Zealand pop music? Because I know I was a college radio DJ. It's a simple answer for me. Right. I mean, boy, it might have been Tall Dwarfs. Um, mm-hmm. And really kind of connected. Were you buying records from Nels then, or was this after? Because you were more of a punk then. Yeah. You know, I was I was just exploring all around. When I was buying records from Nels, I was in high school. And yeah, so I was punk, more punk. And yeah, stuff. yeah, probably. Um, but it was all, like all kinds. I was also into uh, Led Zeppelin. And you weren't and a college radio DJ, right? I was. Yeah, I was into. It was. Into oh, you were Pink Floyd. Yeah, I was. I was definitely a college radio DJ. Um, you know, into in like, definitely in, into in, Barrett. In Oregon. No, that was in um, when I was in college, oh, in Ca- California. Yeah. Santa yeah, Clara. yeah. What was the name? Of, oh, you Santa Rosa. Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah, where um, Steve Nash played. That's right. We, we talked about that. That's right. And how was that college radio station? Um, it was small. It didn't have much in the way of reach, and I think we've mentioned it before. It was also oh yeah, d- uh, geographically close to and a competitor of um, KFJC. Um, oh, rivals. rivals. Yes, and KFJC is 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 kind of almost in some ways like considered similar to a, a West Coast version of WFMU. Um, or WTJU. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we we were definitely not that known in the in the South Bay area. Um, you were the underdogs. We were the underdogs. And, yeah. you know, honestly... How was the library? Was the library good of records? Like, did you get, like, a bunch of stuff? WTJU was amazing. Like, I was a station manager for a year, and, like... The mail that would come in was insane. Yes, yes, yeah. We we had a lot of records, and it was a lot of the stuff that I had never heard, but had heard about. So I was I just immediately dove in and and started listening to everything and anything I could get my hands on. Um, Same. I hadn't heard brilliant, before. Brilliant era, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Right. But you know, it didn't really go back. It didn't go back into the seventies much and certainly not the 60s it was there were a lot of gaps um but for anything from the mid early to mid 80s on um you know they had tons of independent labels and bands and all these bands that i hadn't heard any of these sst you know releases or um 
you know, I, I don't know, just like the it, what you'd call the kind of big indies at the time. They had all of it. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, fair enough. Um, oh. But yeah, the Sea Pinks. Uh, that was cool. T- talked a lot about <laughs> them for two minutes of, of music, but, uh, you'll, you know, check them out. I think you'll dig them. And they're just, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're still plugging along. I guess they have their following, but they're certainly not, I wouldn't say, well-known. Um, I think it's hard to be from Belfast because, like, um, I think it's a lot easier to be from really any other part of the UK. Yeah. Because um, it's easy to, even if you're from Wales, I mean, like, you know, you're a ferry boat away from gigs. Um, um, weren't the undertones from Belfast as well? Yeah, but they were huge, right? And they were they were a d- completely different era. Uh, yeah, they were worldwide. Yeah. Um, so if you're like an indie rock band, but it's probably even better to be from Falmouth, which is way out of the way, yeah. like Holiday Ghost. I mean, like they're, yeah, you know, they're a four, three, four. Well, maybe not. Depends on the traffic. Like a three-hour drive from London, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we see like. Really, the sort of the hot spots in England are, as far as I can tell, um, over the last decade have been Brighton and Bristol. Um, have been kicking ass and taking names. Um, and, you know, then, of course, you know, there's always my favorite city, which is Hull. Which, you know, things from Hull hardly ever, a lot of cases, brilliant acts hardly get out of, ever get out of town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's never dull in Hall, Mike, <laughs> you know, it's hear. never dull. Then. Yeah. Wish I was there tonight. I'm not, I'm not going to play a band from Hall. I'm going to take us to LA. Oh, LA. And I'm going to play a super group of sorts. We got three dudes who've made several records, um, over the last handful of years. This is an indie rock super group in that Justin Sullivan is in a band called bossy. The Insurgent and Night Shop. Tim Hellman is in, from Sick Alps and the OCs, who we put on the show. Mm-hmm. And Will Ivy, who's in Dream Boys, Brides, and the much celebrated band Girls. And they made a really cool record called Antarctica that's on a, a label called God Question Mark. You familiar with this label? No. It's a drag city spin. It's a dra- it's it's a drag city label. Huh. Yeah, Interesting. it's like, I don't know whether it's like, you know, if you're not, you know, I guess if you're major leagues, you're on Drag City. And if you're like triple A, you're on God question mark, like God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, this is a band, a super group of indie rock monsters, a three piece. And the band's called Flatworms. And the song is called Market Forces. <laughs>
like endless boogie again <laughs> what is that a commercial for uh some fucking i don't want to mention the company the company that makes nike cell nike? phones no company that makes cell phones um well you're not gonna you're gonna obviously gonna edit it out what is the company i, I, yeah. I may not edit it out because <laughs> we kind of went right into the from the endless boogie into the discussion yeah yeah do it again it's like you know maybe i'll just leave it Spotify. i'll just leave it well yeah, yeah leave, leave leave like leave like 
five seconds of it each time. Just it'd be hilarious. I'll just leave. I'll leave the whole thing. Why not? <laughs> uh, what, what have we got to lose? Nothing. R- right. No one cares. No one listens to us anyway. So. Um, oh no, they listen. I think. I think. I mean, I, I know Paul. You know, Paul Joss listens. You that's know? right. No, we we. The hundred faithful listeners that we know will all. We should have a party. We should have a party at some point, like, and with with our hundred faithful listeners, and um, and just like, and I don't even know really, like uh, maybe get like. Uh, Let's do it. You know what I'm thinking, like uh, flatworms. Like, uh, anyways, talk about flatworms. Yeah. Um. Th- uh, to me, that like really like for like. And I've heard that, and, and they're a diverse band. That's just like what's, but that song in particular sounded a lot like the Desperate Bicycles to me. Did you catch that? Um, definitely. It's harder. It's harder. More rock, I mean, for sure, for sure. I don't know if I would have gotten Desperate Bicycles, but yeah, when the vocals kicked in, it, it did have kind of a British, and I was trying to pinpoint in my mind who. Yeah, I could. I guess I could see it from a vocal standpoint. Yeah. It's like a few years ago, I had to cover like uh, that Desperate Bicycle song with my friend, and like I ended up sounding like like a really poor version of that, <laughs> you know, because Lord knows, and I sound like a very poor version of Desperate Bicycles and a very poor version of Flatworms Market of Forces. But the interesting thing about the lyrics on that song, like, um, is like the reason why we're sitting here all out at home with you know nothing to do, like you know. It's just like, because that's a pretty glorious night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind those. I don't mind being left to my own devices. Right. Exactly. Life is never boring. Right. Yeah, we've got uh, plenty of music to fill the space. So. Oh, everything. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you just can't go wrong. Right. Like, uh, a night a night home alone is never a bad idea. No, that's true. Um, you get a lot accomplished. That's right. Ooh, like, tonight, we... You, we rattled on for, I don't know, probably an hour plus, even though we only played six songs. So, yeah, it's my bad. You know. That's okay. Uh, I enjoyed it as always. Yeah, yeah. You got a busy, you got a busy family weekend. Enjoy yourself out there in Portland. I'm Thank sure you. there's going to be plenty of nice. How's your weather going to be nice? Like, yeah, it's your should, cup, your cup's not going to melt. It should be beautiful. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to have to deal with any of that. It's going to be. Um, you know, high seventies, low eighties. You know, it's, it's kind of now we're talking Portland right. summer. Exactly. Th- this is what you put up with eight months of rain for. It's um. Yeah, good. Well, you know, the interesting thing, Mike, is like whenever you uh, hopefully you'll never experience a weekend like you did a month or so ago right. in your life. But if you do, you you have to say, "Whoa, this is a cup melting kind of weekend." <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's right. Cup. A, cup, a cup, a cup melter. You don't get those in Oregon. We don't. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Let's hope it doesn't happen anytime soon. As far as I know, the whole like western third of America is on fire. I talked to my dear friend Debbie Pastor last night in Prescott, Arizona. Like everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do worry about the summer for sure. Uh, you know, we had we had to deal with those fires last year. Um, yeah, and you guys are. When I think of Oregon, I think of moist. Mm, yeah, that's the first word I think mm-hmm. of. And like you just said, you just mentioned eight months of rain. You get a beautiful weekend in, in the summertime with your family there. But like, if I think of how could Portland or how not not Portland itself, all unless there's, you know, whatever exterior forces involved. But like, you know, I, I, again, I've not explored Oregon that much. It's a beautiful uh, state. 
I know it's beautiful, but like I've never, I've just been up the I five corridor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got arrested there. Um, actually, Remco or somebody. That's a that's a long story. I'll save that for another day. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it was very very. T- it's a classic pavement tour story, in which the band flew, and Remco and I drove these two separate vehicles and. Bo- or did we get one hell of a lot of trouble? <laughs> okay, well, um, oh yeah. W- maybe here's what we'll here's what we'll do. We'll play. I'll play a Portland theme, and you'll tell the story, or at least an Oregon theme to my music. Yeah, because what was the name of that one club in the '90s in Portland? I think it might even still be there. That was like where bands that drew 800 played. Uh, and obviously post Satyricon. And Roseland. pre, what's the pre Crystal Ballroom? There was, there's the Roseland. Um, mm, that's not it. Like Dante's Burbati's, um No, 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 no. Bigger. Anyway, whatever. We'll we'll figure. Yeah, it out. Yeah, anyways, I'll figure it out. Yeah, okay. You can edit all that shit out. <laughs> or town, I don't care. I mean, Pavement played there three times. I know. I'm gonna, I saw Jesus. I'm gonna leave there. the rambling in. There. I'm gonna leave the rambling in. Oh, okay, ramble and bamble. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, apologize to all listeners, and good night to you, and have a wonderful weekend, and I'll just be charting the races here in Iowa. You too, you too. Uh, yeah. Pleasure as always, and, and we'll do this again soon. I love you. All right, love you too. Take Look care. after yourself. Yeah, you too.